Hi guys, welcome back to Two Moms in a Pod. I'm Kim. And I'm Adi. And... Oh, this episode comes out after Halloween. Yeah. Because today is, what, October... Third. October 30th, Sunday. Yes. So tomorrow is Halloween. Did you guys end up buying a costume? No. Oh. I know. No, I lost the... No, I don't think we're going to i think we're just gonna dress up ollie well we would have already by the time this comes out dressed her up as moana (laughs) (laughs) are you guys gonna you guys are gonna wear the costumes you bought they look so cute oh you saw (laughs) yeah i saw the pictures (laughs) uh yeah i think we're gonna wear them wear them again but i don't know because the dress felt uncomfortable why it's just the material it Uh, is it uh was very like kind of itchy and it felt tight so i bought a large because it's like a fitted dress Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay maybe a large will be a little bit loose and more comfortable Mm -hmm. but no it's like super fitted and i felt uncomfortable the whole time yeah on the way back home after the party um my husband took off the mike wazowski onesie Mm -hmm. And I took off my dress in the car while he was driving and I put on the the onesie because I was so uncomfortable. Oh, no. But it was a cute costume. Yeah, I know. You guys look so cute all dressed up together. Yeah, I think we'll wear it again tomorrow, Monday, October 31st. Yeah. I know. I wish we would have dressed up next year for sure. I'm going to force Caesar to do it next year. Yeah, it'll be so cute. Yeah, I love when, like, people dress up together. Like, it's, it looks so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so cute. Especially with, like, a family. Yeah. Like, it looks so cute. I I think what you need to do is buy the costume and not let him know and then just tell him the hey, you're wearing this. That's what, I, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I kind of did with my husband. Uh-huh. But I did ask him, I'm like, do you just want a t-shirt with, the, with his face? Mm-hmm. A hoodie or a onesie and he picked the onesie mm-hmm. and then i ended up buying it for him yeah. so he can actually wear it oh and that's why he wore it yeah oh that's so cool yeah i think you should do that next time yeah i think i'm gonna have to i just have to come up well we'll see what ollie's into and hopefully we can all be characters from whatever she wants to be dressed up as yeah cute it has to be something that's like comfy to be in yeah and then obviously it's gonna get kind of cold at night Mm -hmm. so you have to be like comfortable in that in that aspect too i know i had to wear a jacket over my costume and i'm like oh this defeats the whole purpose yeah so you really couldn't see it i know did leah did leah have to wear stuff over her costume because hers is basically just like a pink t-shirt no Mm -hmm. she wore the just her sweater Mm -hmm. but i opened up her sweater so you could see the costume Mm -hmm. but still you really couldn't see it yeah and then i tried doing her her piggy tails on the side Uh but she wouldn't let me her little piggy tails her hair so short still (laughs) (laughs) um i know it's slowly growing but i feel because she's she's gonna have super curly hair super curly yeah so because her hair is really curly like it curls up and you really can't tell how how long it is mm-hmm. until we put water in it we'll see that it's like up to like her low on her bottom part of her neck oh that's so cute oh my yeah. gosh and then you said you guys are gonna go to ricky's parents house yeah to thinking 
I think we are. We haven't really talked about it recently. I'm kind you, of are you going to take your siblings or are your siblings doing their own thing? I don't know. I think they want to go trick-or-treating, but I think it depends on my parents' work schedule. Oh. Yeah. So if they want to go, they're more than welcome to come with us, but mm-hmm. I don't know if they want to. Do your parents usually work, like, late? Uh, my dad does. He'll get off, like, around 6.30, 7. Mm-hmm. And my mom, it just depends. If she does one house, she'll be done by, like, 2, 2.30. Mm-hmm. If not, she'll be the latest, I think, 3, 3.30. Mm. No, that's not bad. No. But she just comes home really tired. Yeah, I bet. Because it's cleaning. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the places they want their places to be deep cleaned. Yeah. And it's just a lot of work, especially if the guests that were staying there are are very dirty mm-hmm. and they don't clean up as much as they should it's just oh she lot. cleans up like airbnbs airbnbs yeah oh. yeah like there's times that she told me that it's she thinks there it was a big group of people staying there because all the beds were being used mm-hmm. and then it seemed like the couches were being used as bed too mm-hmm. and that there's just a whole bunch of trash and like mess everywhere so that's when it takes her the longest to to clean when it's a big group like that Mm -hmm. and then tambien they have to wash every single bed sheet that was being used Mm -hmm. and the towels and that Mm -hmm. takes a lot of time yeah well yeah yeah so that's i think that's the heaviest work that she has to do is when it's a huge party yeah dang that sucks yeah so for today's topic we're talking about parenting styles parenting the most controversial topic in the world seriously (laughs) which i don't understand why but yeah there's just so much i don't know i think because i think you want like as a parent you want to say that whatever you're doing with your kids is right Mm -hmm. which like sure but also don't tell other people that what they're doing with their kids is wrong yeah you know but for some reason it is like it's such a like you you can't win because there's people on one end and there's people on another end Mm -hmm. and then there's also just people that like neglect their children (laughs) right i don't know i think a lot of like the older generation too like Mm -hmm. parents or like grandparents Mm -hmm. will like tell us shit of how we're raising our kids yeah oh my gosh yeah i feel like especially i feel like um in a hispanic household oh yes they have opinions (laughs) they're like the most opinionated and like everybody wants to be involved Mm -hmm. in your parenting Mm -hmm. everybody yes and everybody thinks that they know everything and it's also like i don't know and i feel like for especially for like older like mexican like ladies and stuff Mm -hmm. um like they rely so much on like which i guess isn't a bad thing like i feel like they rely so much on like home remedies Mm -hmm. which like isn't a bad thing but also i feel like like medicine and like the medical field has advanced so much since their oh, time yes. that like they don't understand it mm-hmm. and they f- they make it seem like everything that doctors give you is bad mm-hmm. which like i mean in a way yes 
it's nice to do I feel like home remedies because they seem a lot more natural Mm -hmm. but at the same time if it's not really working yeah like why yeah and then also like they have a lot of like I don't know if you would call them superstitions like the whole like oh don't walk barefoot because you're gonna get sick mm-hmm. i've heard doctors say that that's not a thing yeah or like going outside with your hair wet don't do that because you're gonna get sick mm-hmm. i don't think that's a thing either yeah yeah so there's a lot of things like that that people say like especially in the hispanic community not to do or to do because um it'll like make you sick or things like that but it's also like where is the science behind that (laughs) (laughs) show me the science behind it yeah like i remember my mom would get mad if i would if i would shower in the morning before going to school Mm -hmm. and she'd tell me no you can't do that because you're gonna go out into the cold and you're gonna get sick Mm -hmm. and i'm like but why like yeah (laughs) like i've done it before and i've never gotten sick yeah and she's just like because you're in the warm and now you're going out in the cold you're gonna get sick i'm like okay <laughs> so i kind of had stopped doing that and i was shit at night <laughs> no because she was just giving me shit all the time i wouldn't my entire pregnancy i went out with wet hair because <gasps> really? well yeah because i i had when i was pregnant i had to shower in the mornings mm. because i would just get so hot so oh, easily uh-huh. and and then yeah so my hair would be like wet every mm-hmm. morning and then obviously leaving at like 6 six thirty in the morning it's like still cold outside yeah and i don't think i ever got sick during my pregnancy that's good though yeah i don't think i got sick during my pregnancy either Mm-mm. but i did have that allergic reaction on my hands yeah and it sucked because it was so itchy and they couldn't give me anything for it no Mm-mm. they didn't have anything like they, did they even recommend like a lotion or something nope they what? told me to stop using lotion to stop using like any cleaning products and because of work they told me to stop using gloves and that's no it but they didn't they couldn't give me anything what? because i was pregnant that's crazy yeah yeah that's crazy i wonder like why like what is it like is it because it goes into your bloodstream and then it yeah and or, then it goes into the baby and that's then so weird so as well because leah's one already yes. Molly's two like what do you think are some of the like main things that you want to like like teach leah i guess or like how like what is your like, how do you see yourself, like, parenting Leah as she, like, gets older? Um, I don't know. You know like, I've seen, like, the gentle parenting mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to try and do that. Mm-hmm. But then I still don't know how to properly do it. Mm-hmm. So I think my goal is to do gentle parenting. Yeah. But I don't know. I still have to learn how to properly do it because... You know, we do sometimes run out of patience. Yeah. And we can sometimes lash out. Mm -hmm. Like I've seen this TikTok where this mom um, tells her kid, here's the, to help her put the the bowl of food on the table. uh, And uh she tells him, don't touch the bottom. It's It's hot. hot. But she tells him, you know, in a gentle tone. Mm -hmm. 
and then the kid goes for it at the bottom and then she tells him again don't touch the bottom it's mm -hmm. hot and she keeps raising mm -hmm. her voice and then until the end she's she kind of lashes at yeah. him and yells at him, yells at him and tells him don't touch the bottom it's hot <laughs> yeah i've seen it <laughs> yeah i think that's that's why i want to try it but i can't say i'm a six a hundred percent succeed six, at six. it yeah because i don't know how to do it mm -hmm. and well because i think with like um i think with gentle parenting especially for like our generation because of the way we were raised i feel like gentle parenting is kind of teaching yourself as you're teaching your kids mm -hmm. you know it's like you have to teach yourself to regulate your emotions mm -hmm. while simultaneously simultaneously trying to teach your kid to regulate their emotions mm -hmm. yeah. so and i think especially like depending on how you were raised that can be hard mm -hmm. because it's like we're trying to and then i think i heard that like gentle parenting is kind of healing yourself mm -hmm. as you're like trying to break that generational trauma when it comes to your kids yeah. you know mm -hmm. so i think that's why it's so hard yeah because i'm the same way like i've heard of so much about like gentle parenting and like um it's obviously when in my in my opinion it's like the ideal way mm -hmm. that i would want to parent um but it is a lot of like learning to be patient with yourself as as well as being patient with your kids oh, yes. you know mm -hmm. so like it's it's something that i want to do but i know it's something that's going to be hard oh yes yeah. i could already see it mm -hmm. especially because yeah you have a point it depends the way you were raised mm -hmm. as a kid mm -hmm. and my mom did not use that <laughs> no. <laughs> no she did not use that <laughs> no she was very vocal yeah but yeah. you know not gentle <laughs> <laughs> and then it's also there's so much like um i feel like there's so much how do you say it? um like people are so uh, critical of gentle parenting mm -hmm. i feel like because they see it as like you're being a pushover or like um which, like, I don't understand. Like, just because I'm trying to be gentle with my kid or just because I'm trying to be respectful to my kid, mm -hmm. like, why is that me being a pushover? Mm -hmm. And it's, like, I think there's a fine line between, like, letting your kid do whatever they want and kind of guiding them in a sense. And I think it is a lot of, like the older generation that's like oh you're just making your kids softer oh you're mm -hmm. not preparing them for the real world or oh you're just letting them do whatever they want mm -hmm. you know but it's like no it's like just because i'm trying to get down to my kids level and talk to them like they're a person yeah you know and like yeah it's a i feel like gentle parenting is a lot of like respecting your kid yeah. and i feel like i don't think a lot of people understand the concept of like respecting your kid because mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of people are like well i'm the parent it's what i say and what i say goes yeah you know yeah and also i see it as um you're guiding them how to control their emotions mm -hmm. because they don't understand the feelings they're feeling yeah so you know you as an adult you have to guide them the right way how to handle their emotions mm -hmm. instead of just lashing out and or throwing a tantrum mm -hmm. or hitting yeah yeah. And I think that's why the judgment comes because, you know, you let them do, you know, 
let their emotion out mm -hmm. and then you sit down and talk to them and yeah. that's when they say oh you're just being a pushover for letting yeah. them do all that yeah. and if and they'll be like if that were me i would have spanked them mm -hmm. or something like yeah. that you know so they could stop it yeah but i mean that's not the right way to do it because then once they get older it just brings a lot of trauma to them yeah because it's like if you're not letting your kid express their feelings then as they get older they don't know how to communicate mm -hmm. they don't know how to that's why pe and that's why kids shut down or that's why like for example me that's why i don't know how to communicate because i was always i was never allowed to cry it out i was mm -hmm. never allowed to like express emotions mm -hmm. to not trigger my parents yeah. or to not get in trouble mm -hmm. and like the whole like um your parent getting you in trouble and then getting mad that you're crying doesn't make yes. a lot of sense you know yes. it's like why are you crying well because i'm getting in trouble mm -hmm. and it's just like you shouldn't be crying but it's like but i'm getting in trouble mm -hmm. i'm scared of what you're yelling at me you mm -hmm. know and i feel like that's where it starts like that's why as you get older you don't know how to communicate your feelings mm -hmm. because you had to repress them as a kid so it's yeah. like no i want my kid to know that it's okay to cry mm -hmm. i want her to know that it's okay to be angry it's okay to feel your feelings but also do it in a way like if she gets mad okay it's okay for you to be mad mm -hmm. but there's also a way to do it where you're not like as long hurting as you're not hurting else. yourself or other people mm -hmm. go be mad like that's totally fine because things make you angry yeah. and being angry or being upset it's a natural emotion mm -hmm. you know so it's about teaching your kid that they're okay and allowed to feel those feelings but in a way that's like safe to them and to other people too you know yeah. yeah yeah like when you were talking about like they would get mad when you would cry mm -hmm. it reminded me when <laughs> my mom she would um she would be she would yell at us for something mm -hmm. and of course you know our feelings would get hurt and we would cry and she would tell my siblings and i ven pa acá para que te pegue <laughs> para que tengas una razón yeah. para llorar yeah and in english it translates she was saying like come here so i can hit you so you could have an actual oh, reason, reason to cry. cry yeah and we would be scared mm -hmm. you know so after she would say that you know we would kind of like shut down and like stop mm -hmm. ourselves from crying mm -hmm. because we were scared to get hit yeah or for something worse yeah but yeah it just brought a lot of childhood memories yeah <laughs> and then with the whole like hitting thing like that uh, that like triggers me to no end because it's like and i heard i think i saw it on tiktok where this chick was like if your kid is too young to understand why would you hit them yeah and then she's like and if your kid is old enough to understand why would you hit them mm -hmm. and that's so true because it's like w like why would you hit your kid if they're too young to understand what they did wrong mm -hmm. and also if they're un if they're old enough to understand what they did wrong why would you hit them instead of having the conversation with mm -hmm. them you know so it's like and you know i've heard people be like you know well sometimes you just snap and i'm like but that's but no reason to yeah, hit them to hit your kid like mm -hmm. i i don't believe in like any type of hitting whether it's like spanking them on the butt or just like you know swatting their hand away like i just don't because i don't like i does i it doesn't process in my head any 
justification to hit your kid or mm-hmm. to like cause any type of physical harm to your kid mm-hmm. you know and i know like obviously like mexican or like the older generation is like oh well sometimes you have to spank them or sometimes you have to, so that they can learn i was like okay or you can try to talk to them mm-hmm. and get them to understand what it is that they're doing wrong yeah instead of causing them physical harm yeah you know and it's like if like i don't want to i don't ever want my kid to be scared of me mm-hmm. because i for to a certain extent i was scared of my parents mm-hmm. and it's like if your kid's learning to be scared your kid's not learning what it is that they did wrong mm-hmm. they just know that if i do this i'm gonna get physically hurt so Mm -hmm. let me not do that instead of like oh this is why i can't do that or this is why that's wrong you know and then it also leads to like them doing a lot of stuff behind your back because Mm -hmm. they're just scared to other repercussions yeah or just you know being able to have that open conversation with you about Mm -hmm. whatever is going wrong with them Mm -hmm. uh when you're talking about hitting it reminded me when i was taking um a class in college and I think the teacher had asked um, if we believe in spanking or hitting a kid, mm-hmm. like our child. Mm-hmm. And then there was this guy, he was already older and he had like three kids. And he was saying that he doesn't believe hitting your child is appropriate, but he does believe every now and then it needs to happen when they're throwing a tantrum and you've you've done everything you can with mm-hmm. them. You know, like you've talked to them, you've given them what they want and he was telling a story that he his daughter was throwing a tantrum he talked with her and he told her if you keep doing this we're gonna leave the store Mm -hmm. and then she still kept doing it and she wanted whatever she wanted Mm -hmm. so he said that he took her to the car and that he spanked her and told her you don't ever do that at the store and embarrass us like that Mm -hmm. and that ever since he did that she never did it again Mm -hmm. and in the back of my head i'm just like that's just wrong yeah like why yeah if anything i would have just you know walked out the store and told her we're leaving because you're not listening Mm -hmm. and we're not gonna cry at the store Mm -hmm. in front of everyone like Mm -hmm. that you know yeah but i was like that's just wrong yeah to go ahead to go outside into the car and then hit your child yeah that's just and then wrong. it's like at that point you've already left the store mm-hmm. at that point you're already away from public which is what you were embarrassed about was mm-hmm. being in public and having your child throw a tantrum and then it's also like you're telling me that if a kid's crying and you physic and you hit them you spank them and now they're in physical pain they're mm-hmm. not gonna cry more Mm-hmm. that's what doesn't process in my head it's like your kid's gonna cry even more because they're in pain because now they're in physical pain yeah you know and like that's what i that's what i just don't get it's like why would you try to f- fix something with something that's just gonna make it worse yeah and then or if your kid does start crying again now you're just teaching your kid one to take abuse mm-hmm. and then to keep it bottled up inside mm-hmm. because now they're scared to show their emotion because now they're gonna get hit mm-hmm. and that's why a lot of people end up in like domestic abuse situations mm-hmm. because they're taught as kids that it's okay that it's okay to be hit that mm-hmm. it's okay to take that kind of um abuse. abuse and that's just crazy to me like it doesn't make any sense to me like 
that somebody would justify it like that. Yeah. You know? And then, yeah, again, if they're so small to the point where they don't understand, like, I don't see how that makes it any better. And then if they're big enough to understand, and, like, okay, sure, if they're big enough to understand and they're still doing it, then, like, there's so many other options Mm -hmm. than to hit your kid. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it should never be a last resort. It's like, okay, well, now you took her out of the situation, and she's out of the situation at this point. Like, mm-hmm. so then his reasoning for doing that was because he was embarrassed. Yeah. It's like, so you're going to hit your kid because you got embarrassed? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I was sense. like, um, sir, I think you're wrong. I think you're very <laughs> wrong. You're very wrong. And he was an older Mexican guy, too. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah. of course you would say that. Yeah. I don't, yeah. That just, that's never made any sense to me. Mm-mm. I think for me, like... Because I feel like, oh, people are always like, oh, just wait till you have kids. Like, you know, so it's like that was my mindset before. And now having her like actually being a parent and being a parent of a kid that has thrown tantrums in public. I've still never gotten the urge to hit her. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't think for at least for me, that part of it hasn't changed. Like, yeah, it just hasn't changed since and. You know, people are always like, oh, just wait until she gets bigger, until she starts throwing tantrums. Like, she has thrown tantrums. Like, Mm -hmm. she is to an age where, like, she's starting to understand things. And it's, like, at least for me, it's been easier to try to teach her to what she can and can't do. But I've literally never gotten the urge to, like, hit her. Mm -hmm. I mean, sure, I've, like... I have gotten, like, frustrated and, like, needed to take a breather. But even then, again, that's on me to take myself out of the situation, mm-hmm. regulate myself, and then come back to it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm. Um, Leah hasn't thrown tantrums, so <laughs> <laughs> I can't, you know, put yeah. my two cents into that. Yeah. But, yeah, I think what you gave a very good advice is, you know, to put pull yourself out of that situation to take a breather and then come back yeah and i think that's when our partners play a big role in Mm -hmm. because if they're not there i well it's something that our my therapist said you know like we're new to parenting and we don't know how to handle situations Mm. so we get frustrated with ourselves which leads to getting frustrated with our kid Mm -hmm. and she was telling she was telling me that my husband and i are now um a team Mm -hmm. and we have to work together when it comes to the baby and she was saying a good thing to do is you know take breaks Mm -hmm. and let him like like, all right you're it (laughs) yeah exactly Just tell me, you know, like, have this conversation with your partner and let him know that there's going to be times where you're frustrated with yourself. It's not that you're frustrated with your baby or him, but with yourself because Mm -hmm. you don't know how to handle the situation. And let him know that you're going to need, you know, 10, 15 minutes Mm -hmm. to cool yourself down, gather your thoughts together, and then you'll come back Mm -hmm. and help him with the baby. Mm -hmm. But that he needs to be there and help you when you're feeling like that because just pushing it aside and keep trying to do it the way that you try to do it Mm -hmm. is not gonna 
benefit you or the baby. Yeah. Because it's just going to end up getting worse then. Yeah. I think what that's what would happen, you know, in, like, older generations and Mexican mm. generations because they wouldn't really have that help. Mm-hmm. And I think especially when they were getting pregnant so young. Yeah. Like and then they mom. had so many kids. Oh, like, yes. yeah. And um, I'm pretty sure back then it was always the man working and the mom staying at home with mm-hmm. the kids mm-hmm. by herself. Yeah. So I understand why my mom would do that because, you know, she was so young and she didn't know how to handle it. And then it's the way that she was taught. It's the way that yeah. she was raised. Yeah. And for as far as I know, my dad wasn't there because, you know, he was always at work. Mm-hmm. And she was just trying to do the best she know she knew how to do on her own. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of parents get a lot of backlash. Yeah. Because they're like, well, you weren't a good parent because mm-hmm. you did that. But it's like you have to understand that their times were different. Yeah. And they did the best they could with what they knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like my siblings, they'll mm-hmm. say like, oh, my mom used to hit us a lot, this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would take their side, too, because, you know, I was there. But now, me being a mom, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I totally understand yeah. what she was going through. Yeah. And her being especially a lot younger, mm-hmm. I was like, of course she's going to react the way she did. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the thing about, like, getting older. And I think seeing, like, starting to to see your parents as actual people Mm -hmm. you know and you have to and you start to kind of understand them Mm -hmm. and like see where they came from and Mm -hmm. and understand that like they one yes they did the best that they could with what they knew and the thing is is that what they knew is that it's the hitting it's Mm -hmm. the yelling because that's how they were raised Mm -hmm. you know so it's yeah it's having to understand that and then choosing for yourself to either let that influence how you choose to lead your life or raise your kids or choosing to fix it and change it with your kid and Mm -hmm. the thing is is like as as much as like I want to be like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to try to exercise gentle, respectful parenting as much as I can. And, like, acknowledging um, the things, the way that I was raised and the the experiences that I had and trying to fix that with her. But also knowing that I'm going to fuck up, you know, and that, like, yeah, like, there's just, I still don't know everything. Mm -hmm. And, like. It's a one learning yeah progress. one way or another I'm still going to do something wrong mm-hmm. you know because it's just about like learning as we go and then yeah and then even even if I'm doing something that I think is right or that I think is the right way I also still don't know how it's going to affect her in the mm-hmm. long run like I can be as gentle and as respectful but then you still don't know how that's going to affect them until they get older. Yeah. You know, so it's it's still, it's something that's going to get fixed throughout time, mm-hmm. you know, and it's something hopefully I do the best that I can with her and then she does the best that she can mm-hmm. with her kids. And if I do something wrong or if I, I 
like yeah if I haven't learned a full lesson you know hopefully she can take what I gave her and better it from there you know so it's about kind of like getting better with each generation Mm -hmm. I guess and getting better with each parent you know like my parents me her and the way that she's gonna choose to parent her children you know guys I apologize if you hear hear some weird noises in the background Uh, my daughter's dog is in the room with us (laughs) (laughs) but going into like other parenting style things you know we get a lot of shit regarding like oh are you gonna breastfeed are you gonna formula feed Mm -hmm. are you gonna let them do screen time are you gonna do actual cook actual meals for Mm -hmm. them or are you gonna buy the jar food you know like every single thing gets judged and it's like we have no way to win anything Mm -mm. and one way or the other you're wrong yeah (laughs) yeah and that's so dumb because at the end of the day you should do what is more convenient for you mm-hmm. what is the easiest and what it whatever just works out the best for you yeah yeah like have you seen those tiktoks i think i'm pretty sure you've sent me one where like it's like the moms like thinking they're doing the worst thing in the world and mm-hmm. they're being they're just doing everything wrong and then it's like the kids just chill and live in their best life <laughs> you know because i think i think it falls so much on us too where we like overthink things because we want to do right by our kids and Mm -hmm. we want to do the best for them and then we're so critical of ourselves Mm -hmm. because also we're first-time moms so it's like we don't know what we're doing so we're trying to do the best that we can and like our kids are happy and healthy so it's like they're good yeah we're just too critical because the world is so critical of everything that we do you know yeah like i've seen tiktoks too where this mom will post that she didn't have any screen time with her kid until Mm -hmm. he was like three or four years old Mm -hmm. and that he would do a lot of outdoor time and like play with things but i'm like how can you do that Mm -hmm. you know because there's a point in time where your baby's gonna get tired of the same old thing yeah and you know you have to present them to something else Mm -hmm. and then sometimes you can't bring that certain toy that keeps them entertained to a restaurant mm-hmm. or like a family gathering mm-hmm. so you have to you know the only option is well for me mm-hmm. is the phone yeah or you know screen time yeah like if that's what even works with my parents too mm-hmm. you know like she was telling me that there's times where she's very fuzzy because my mom drops off my siblings at school mm-hmm. or she'll pick them up after school and sometimes she just doesn't want to be in the car seat yeah so the she says she'll give her her phone and then she'll be calm mm-hmm. with the phone and then after a while she'll get bored of the phone and put it away and she'll start looking outside the window or like talking with my mom yeah and you know it helped her mm-hmm. for those couple minutes that she was being fuzzy yeah so i don't think it's something that should be judged so harshly yeah because again It's not like we're having them on the phone Mm 24-7 every single day. Yeah. And, yeah, I just think screen time has a lot of, like, negative comments towards it. Mm -hmm. But it's like, if it works, then it works. Yeah. It shouldn't 
get judged. Yeah. Like, I don't judge you because you let your kids play with no battery toys. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I feel like for me, especially now, like, Ollie's at daycare mm-hmm. all day. She's at daycare from seven in the morning until like four Mm -hmm. so in that time she has no screen time she's Mm -hmm. doing activities with you know the kids and the daycare lady so it's like yeah a lot of the time by the time she gets home she's kind of played out like she's kind of already like i've done activities that don't involve a screen Mm -hmm. and like just like me, my girl likes to chill with her iPad mm-hmm. and watch her shows. She likes yeah. to watch her cartoons and she likes to, you know. And then even then, she's very much like, like, I'll be the first to admit that, yes, I think she does use her iPad a lot. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like she's very, it hasn't become a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, she's very good at, like, she'll use it and she'll be chilling and then she'll kind of just drop it and then like go and play with her toys Mm -hmm. so she's not like on it like constantly from the time she gets home until the time she goes to sleep she has a lot of breaks in between where she like gets off the bed and goes and plays with her toys or like um if we like if it's time like dinner time we'll go outside and usually she like plays with the boys or she'll like run around the boys meaning her uncles my brother and caesar's brother yeah um so she has a lot of time where she she chooses not to be on her ipad Mm -hmm. and then also it's never it's never been an issue when she goes to bed you know i think maybe if it starts to become an issue where like she doesn't want to go to sleep because she wants to be on her ipad or like she doesn't want to do things because she wants on her ipad then obviously we'll try to cut back but as far as now like if we tell her okay it's bedtime say bye-bye to ipad she says bye-bye to her ipad and then Mm -hmm. she takes her bottle and she rolls over and goes to sleep you Mm -hmm. know so yeah like obviously we're not perfect with it but i feel like she spends enough time off of it to where like i guess i can kind of justify giving her her ipad when Mm -hmm. she gets home you know yeah yeah and it's just like us you know like we get overstimulated at work and you know doing other things Mm -hmm. sometimes we just need a break and chill and Mm -hmm. watch tv or watch our shows or whatever yeah i think it's the same for kids you know they get overstimulated with playing with their toys or Mm -hmm. doing whatever they were doing Mm -hmm. so they need a break too and just chill and watch whatever they like to watch yeah and then like i just don't i don't know i don't really see the harm in her like watching miss rachel. miss rachel or watching blippy or watching elmo or watching just yeah her. and it's not like they're watching things they shouldn't be watching yeah it's always something educational yeah like she has her kids like um we have the kids youtube mm-hmm. on her ipad and then she also plays a lot of um i think it's called like kidopia or something like that yeah and it's a lot of like kids games where she like does puzzles or she does um educational like it's you yeah the games that we try i think it's only like one game that she has on her ipad but it's an educational game like she's learning letters and she's learning shapes and this girl already knows what a hexagon is (laughs) she knows what an oval is and i'm just like yeah she knows her shapes 
And it's just like, if she's learning from it, I don't see the harm Mm -hmm. in it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then as far as, like, the whole, like, food that's been hard is, like, the whole food thing. And then when she was, like, barely starting to eat, I did attempt the whole, like, oh, making her food. Mm -hmm. But it also, like, when you're working full time or, Mm -hmm. like, you're working in general... It does take time to, like, get home and steam vegetables and then puree them and then do all of that. So, yes, she had, I did in the beginning try to do her food myself, like, puree her food myself. Mm -hmm. But she also had jarred food. Yeah. (laughs) She did. She (laughs) had jarred food. And even now, like, I think they also, I feel like they go through phases because, like, she used to really like almost everything. Like, she Mm -hmm. loved, like, she would eat beans and she would eat, like, different things. And now she doesn't like beans. Uh Like, she won't. I don't know something about the texture. I don't know. But some, there's things that she used to like that she now doesn't like. Mm -hmm. So, like, feeding her can be a struggle. Oh, yeah. But then, like, I've heard, like they go through that they go through phases where like sometimes they don't want to eat or sometimes they're eating a lot and it's just like either way i don't win because it's like (laughs) i'm getting judged because i'm giving her chicken nuggets and fries but like i need my daughter to eat you know sometimes we're just like she needs to eat something Mm -hmm. so if she wants to eat some chicken nuggets and fries she's gonna eat some chicken nuggets and fries you Mm -hmm. know yeah yeah um when she started eating I I was getting a lot of comments saying to not do the pureed food mm-hmm. because then once they get older and they feel the actual texture of food, mm-hmm. they wouldn't want to eat it and they would just want the pureed stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I did start off with um, trying to give her as much solids as she can eat. Mm-hmm. And it was just a hassle mm-hmm. because... They give you this chart of what to feed them in a hundred days. Mm-hmm. And it was stressful for me because they would tell me to give her a new food and then introduce her to another food in three days just mm-hmm. to see if she had an allergic reaction. Mm-hmm. But then there was that, also, that other stress of like, you have to get all these other foods in within the hundred day period. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how can I get all these foods mm-hmm. in this short amount of time? And also giving her that time to make sure if she has an allergic reaction to it. Mm -hmm. You get me? Yeah. So it was kind of, like, frustrating for me to introduce her to something. But then being cautious of, like, her not having an allergic allergic reaction. reaction. Uh And um, another thing was they would tell me to introduce her to, like, Greek yogurt or, like, lamb or these other vegetables that I don't eat mm-hmm. or that I would incorporate in my dinners. Yeah. So it's like, what's the point of introducing her to these foods if I'm not going to ever cook, cook them, them again mm-hmm. and have them in our everyday meals? Yeah. So it's like, it was frustrating because yeah. I would have to be like, why buy this if I'm not going to eat it eventually? Mm-hmm. And then and for then her she's not gonna to go to like, waste. Yeah. And then like, you 
you buy things and then it's like oh she can only have so much of it and when you're introducing it to them it's a little bit Mm -hmm. so then like what happens yeah so then that's a waste of money and like yeah things go bad and you you just have to end up throwing it away and then if you're supposed to wait the three days so Mm -hmm. then like you can't you know like so it is it's hard to like it's so hard to to know what and when and how to like feed your kids because i heard the same thing with like the purees and stuff but i mean i don't think i had any issue in like transitioning her to like more solid foods yeah. like she's never yeah only she turned eats, out to yeah. be a good eater yeah she, oh that girl will eat she eats so much um like of whatever she decides she does eat and then that too like i feel like with food and when it comes to like her eating and like judge me if you want but I feel like I'm very lenient with her because I don't want her to develop a bad relationship with food Mm -hmm. like I never want to be like oh you are going to eat at this time and that's that's the time you have to eat and if you don't eat then you're because I remember having that like oh this is what we're eating and then i'd be like oh i'm not hungry and Mm -hmm. then not being allowed to leave the table until i finish my food really yeah my dad oh my god albert (laughs) because albert doesn't like beans and when he was younger like i remember there were so many times where like he would my dad would make him sit at the table for hours he would be crying because he's like I don't like beans, but Mm -hmm. my dad would be like, you're going to eat them. And it's like, that's not good. Like, I'm very much like if she tries something and she doesn't like it, she doesn't like it. Like, I'm not going to force my kid to eat something, eat something she doesn't like. And then it's like, if I make something and she doesn't eat it and she doesn't like it, I'm not going to let my kid starve. I'm going to make her something different, Mm -hmm. you know? And I know like especially with like our parents are like i'm not a restaurant you're gonna eat what's made but it's like when they're that small like they have to get their food my only goal is that my daughter eats and if she wants to eat at a different time than me that's totally fine if she wants to eat something different than me that's totally fine with Mm -hmm. me because i want her to have a good relationship with food and i want her if she as long as she tries something and then she's like, nah, I don't like it. Then that's it. As long yeah, as she tries she it. it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm never going to, like, force my kid to eat something they don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's not fair. I don't eat shit I don't like. Why would I make my kid <laughs> eat something they don't like? Yeah. Like, my mom, she, would, she wouldn't let us leave until we finished everything that was on our plate. Mm-hmm. Or she would tell us, my sisters were talking about this the other day. They were telling me, oh, do you remember the time mom would make us eat? Um, she would make us finish what we were eating. And she would tell us, like, oh, just take one more spoon. Like, mm-hmm. one more spoon. But she would pack the spoon <laughs> so we could get at least half yeah. of what was on the plate. Yeah. And that's how it would always be. Like, if we didn't want to eat and there was still a lot on the plate, mm-hmm. she would tell us to eat one more spoon. And it would be like a yeah spoon of something yeah i know my dad would do the same where he'd be like okay eat half Mm -hmm. and then he'd supposedly split my plate in half and it'd be like can i eat the smaller portion because (laughs) this is not half like i remember that being a thing where like it was the same thing we couldn't leave the table unless we finished our our plate 
And then the thing is, is, like, I feel like, again, we're Hispanic, so I can't talk on any other, like, culture or any other race. I just know that in a Hispanic household, like, I feel like we overfeed. Mm -hmm. We pack our plates. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why, and I'm not saying I haven't, I don't, I I just think my relationship with food is very weird. (laughs) I'm working, (laughs) I don't know, anyways. I tend to overeat, even, well, not right now, but I tend to overeat. Mm -hmm. And and I know it's bad because I will eat until I am so full. Yeah. And I feel like it's because growing up, my plates were packed. My plates were always packed with, and they were always packed with, like, my dad would make, like, four things. You know, he'd make eggs, and he'd make beans, and he'd make rice, and he'd make, like, everything. So, it's, like, our plates are packed. They're packed with so many different foods. And, like, you're supposed to finish the entire plate. Mm-hmm. And now, even if I say I serve myself, and, like, I finish my plate, and I'm, like, oh, I'm, like, kind of full. Mm-hmm. But I'm not full full. I'll reserve myself. And then I'll finish the entire plate. And then I'm like, I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> so so with Ollie, like, I'm very much like, she, she varies on how much she eats. Sometimes she'll eat more. Sometimes she'll eat less. But I'm kind of like, whatever she eats, she eats. Because yeah. one, I don't want to overfeed her. And then... Like, to, I don't know, I just want her to be able to have, I know she's two, but I want her to be able to have some control over, like, what she's doing or eating, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it's been with Leah. Um, there's times where I'll feed her what I have cooked for dinner, mm-hmm. and sometimes she won't, she doesn't want to eat that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll offer her something else just so she can have something to eat, mm-hmm. because I don't want her to go to bed with an empty stomach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there have been times where she just doesn't want to eat at all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll keep offering her all these things and she just doesn't want it. So I'm not going to force, I'm not going to keep forcing her to eat something if she doesn't want to. Yeah. And yet, yeah, at the end of the night, I feel bad because she didn't eat as much as I think she needs to eat. Mm-hmm. But again, if she doesn't want it, she doesn't want it. Yeah. And I know in our culture, we get a lot of backlash mm-hmm. because they're like, why are you letting her go to sleep without food? Mm-hmm. Why are you letting her continue with her day without eating lunch? Mm-hmm. But it's like, if she doesn't want it. She doesn't want it. Yeah. And yeah. if she wants to eat, she'll ask for mm-hmm. food. Yeah. Or, she, you know, I'll try again in a couple minutes or Mm -hmm. in an hour Mm -hmm. or i'll offer her snacks Mm -hmm. but yeah it's i just don't think it's healthy to force them to eat yeah when they don't want to eat. yeah and then especially with like kid like younger kids because i know there was a point where like ollie was eating like her eating habit changed where like she wasn't really eating much Mm -hmm. and caesar and i were like what is happening Mm -hmm. and then we like looked it up and it's like sometimes kids go through that phase where they like literally aren't eating much Mm -hmm. and they're like it's totally fine like if your kid eats one meal in the day Mm -hmm. like it's okay especially because they're small and their stomachs are so tiny so it's like 
they don't have the room and then it's like and then if they drink milk throughout the day like that's also you know especially when they're smaller because mm-hmm. they are having formula or they are having whatever milk mm-hmm. um that's to them sometimes that is a meal yeah and it you know? fills them up yeah yeah like um right now i have her little plates and mm-hmm. it's divided mm-hmm. so you know i'll offer her different things and sometimes she won't touch a certain thing mm-hmm. or she'll drop it mm-hmm. for her dog to eat <laughs> and she'll at least i i know she ate part of whatever was on her plate and that alone is comforting enough to know that she at least ate something mm-hmm. you know yeah but yeah like just knowing that she did eats at least something yeah off of her plate it's comforting enough to know mm-hmm. that she had some food in her yeah and i know in hispanic culture it's like no she needs to eat more mm-hmm. no that wasn't enough i feel like they just like to overfeed us yeah they really <laughs> they do. do yeah <laughs> yeah because i know like um the other day um i think it was sometime last week and i think it was maybe like two days two or three days in a row where like she wasn't eating much or she kind of didn't want to eat and caesar's mom mentioned it to caesar he's like oh maybe maybe stand pachada or mm-hmm. like she's not eating it's not good and mm-hmm. this this and that and then caesar told me and he's like he's like yeah but she she eats at daycare mm-hmm. and sometimes they'll have they would have just finished eating when we pick her up mm-hmm. so it's like maybe she's just still full like yeah. maybe she <laughs> also <laughs> my girl <laughs> i guess the lady had made um albondigas yeah. for all the kids to eat and yeah. ali didn't want it and that she requested a quesadilla <laughs> <laughs> i was like so this girl was like uh-uh <laughs> and then the, the lady's like okay well what do you want and she's like a quesadilla Aww. so she made her a quesadilla but yeah and it's just like yeah like they she eats at daycare so a lot of the time like she doesn't want to eat and then also my my bad i sometimes she gets home and she's like i want a cracker and sometimes me and her will finish a pack of crackers (laughs) and then so then i understand and then she she'll have her crackers and then she'll have water so like she's snacking so then Mm -hmm. obviously she's not gonna want to eat dinner yeah and that's my bad on my part but like um, she wants a cracker i'm not gonna say no yeah (laughs) i mean she's asking yeah you know i like to i like to snack sometimes too so she's allowed yeah but yeah so caesar was like i don't think it's that she's not eating enough i think it's that she eats and sometimes she will eat more another time she'll eat less but i'm pretty sure it's like if she ate a lot at daycare she's not gonna want to come home and eat two hours later yeah. you know but um yeah that's how it is with leah too because sometimes i expect them to feed her by a certain time mm-hmm. so by the time we pick her up and eat dinner here she'll want to eat dinner with us mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously it doesn't work like that. Yeah. They're going to eat whenever they want to eat. So there's times where we pick her up and she had just ate Mm -hmm. with my mom like a couple minutes or an hour before we picked her up. So by the time we get home, she doesn't want to eat or they've offered her like a cracker or a cookie or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she just doesn't want to eat. So it's like, it's okay to 
to not have her eat dinner with us. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to overstuff her. Yeah. And have her have an, um, an upset stomach later in the day and then yeah. for her to be all fuzzy. Yeah. So I think us as first-time moms or any parent, we have to be gentle with ourselves mm-hmm. when it comes to things like that because yeah. regardless of what older generations say, you know, again, it's something that worked for them and it's something that had a negative effect for their children mm-hmm. in the future. Um, I think it's just us learning from their mistakes yeah, and seeing what works best for our kids mm-hmm. and what we think it's best for our kids mm-hmm. and not what other people think. Yeah. So I think us first-time parents have to be gentle yeah and kind to ourselves when yeah. it comes to things like that because yeah it just works different for every yeah. kid and every family and every generation yeah and then like even if you're not a first-time parent like even if you're like on your second or third kid like you're you still learn learning. yeah you and then you learn a lot from your first kid mm-hmm. like i know like whatever we've learned so far i'm obviously going to imply to your yeah i'm gonna but then again you also have to remind yourself that every kid is different yeah that yeah and whatever worked for the first one might Might not not work work for for the the next one yeah the third or whatever Mm -hmm. so So. it's okay to change as you go it's Mm -hmm. okay to learn as you go it's okay to implement different things as you go because yeah as you're going you're learning what and then sometimes you're, you do something with your first kid and you're like, okay, I did this and it didn't work. Let me do something different with my second mm-hmm. kid or my third kid or however many kids you have. And it's like, yeah, it's just a learning process like as you go. And then obviously like as your first kid is growing, like you're learning more with them yeah. and then you can see, kind of feel it out, what works, what doesn't work and like implement that with like your future kids. Yeah. And then I think that also goes into breastfeeding and formula. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, we're always encouraged to breastfeed Mm -hmm. because they get the most nutrients and all the good things Mm -hmm. from breastfeeding. But it's if it didn't work out and if it's just stressing you out, you know, just switch to formula. Yeah. Or sometimes our bodies don't produce as much milk as we wish it would. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And we shouldn't feel bad or feel the pressure to try like I know there's they say there's like certain milks that you can drink or Mm -hmm. certain drinks or foods Mm -hmm. that we can eat Mm -hmm. so we could produce more milk but it's it's just a stressor on ourselves yeah like it's so like you're already you already have this like newborn baby and you're you're trying so hard to like do what you need to do for them and you're learning how to take care of them and then to add all these extra like foods and 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 drinks and all these extra things just so you can produce more milk that's just such an added stressor Mm -hmm. and it's like well maybe i don't want to stress myself out about it when i can just give my kid formula Mm -hmm. that obviously they make formula and it, it, it's as it's nutritious and, and it's made for babies who aren't breastfed mm-hmm. so it's like if there's an alternative then there's an alternative and yeah. that's okay because i know like 
with me, I didn't produce much milk. Mm -hmm. And also, it hurts so bad. I was not expecting how badly it hurt. Like, the fact that, like, I was bleeding. bleeding. Yes, I was bleeding out of my nipples. It's like, I also don't want to put my kid's mouth on something that's, like, scabbing, basically. You know? And then, because, so I I tried for a little bit. It, like, wasn't, it wasn't working. I wasn't Mm -hmm. producing. I even tried pumping. And I think when I was just like this one this freaking hurts whether it's the pump or whether it's Ollie like it hurts and two I'm sitting here for like 30-45 minutes and I'm Mm -hmm. producing one ounce from both of Mm -hmm. my from both like Mm -hmm. that's not so I decided to formula feed Mm -hmm. and then now Caesar is like okay so then for the like for our future kids like are you gonna try he's like I think you should try to breastfeed Mm -hmm. and I was just like if I produce milk maybe but i i don't know that i want to breastfeed Mm -hmm. i was like i tried it and it hurt and i was uncomfortable and i was always so worried that she wasn't getting enough because i can't tell like i don't know how to tell that she's getting enough Mm -hmm. and i was like i don't think that for the next one i'm going to breastfeed and Mm -hmm. he's like well you should at least try and i was just like again it's very easy for you to say you want me to try and then for him it's mostly because formula is expensive and trust me like that's such a thing that i hope by the time we have the next one that the shortage is not as (gasps) bad as it is now but i'm just like i i don't know i wasn't breastfed my mom was like i don't like breastfeeding i'm not gonna breastfeed (laughs) any of you so she didn't breastfeed us Uh and it's just like preference you know it's also sometimes just about preference like i just Mm -hmm. don't want to breastfeed yeah you know yeah and again just don't put yourself in another stressful situation Mm -hmm. just because of what other people are saying or what your parents are saying or whoever is saying it Mm -hmm. you know it's whatever again works the best for you Mm -hmm. and what's more comfortable to you yeah because they're not the ones doing it they're not the ones breastfeeding your kid yeah you're the one they're dealing with the stress and the pain yeah yeah and then to have like other people's opinion on it is just like i don't know like caesar's mom's like oh i breastfed caesar until he was three i'm like one (laughs) i was never going to breastfeed my kid past like six seven months i really wasn't like i just never planned on it so there's no way in hell that i was gonna breastfeed my kid past a year old like there's just no way Uh like if my kid can walk up to me and be like i want your boob i'd be like okay time to cut it off I know there's a lot of like talk about that too Mm -hmm. because it's they say if they still want my milk why not Mm -hmm. but it's like there has to be a point where Where, yeah you know yeah and I know a lot of people were like well if they want it you know and I still produce it Mm -hmm. they can have it yeah and they're like it's a bond that you guys connect with each other yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's preference, you know? Yeah. Whatever everyone feels comfortable with, you know? Yeah, and I'm like, I'm, I'm glad you felt a bond when you were breastfeeding. I was like, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if I'm being 100% honest, I didn't, I didn't feel 
I mean, I felt a bond with her because she's my kid. And mm-hmm. obviously, I bonded with her the second she came out of me. Yeah. But there was nothing. I didn't see or feel anything special with her breastfeeding other mm-hmm. than me being in pain and wanting it to be over. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm being 1,000% honest, mm-hmm. it wasn't this special bonding experience for me. It was just like, fuck, this hurts. Mm-hmm. This hurts. And then to think that at some point she was going to get teeth. Oh. oh heck no <laughs> there's no way in heck and then call me selfish call me whatever you want but breastfed babies feed a lot more oh yes it's sometimes they cluster feed meaning mm-hmm. they want to feed like almost immediately after they're done and yeah. i'm like i know how exhausted i was formula feeding mm-hmm. and that was every three two to three hours mm-hmm. i'm like imagine breastfeeding where like your kid wants to be breastfed more than that throughout Mm -hmm. the night i don't think i can do that for Mm -hmm. my mental health (laughs) i do not think i can breastfeed because they cluster feed they Mm -hmm. want to eat so much more yeah and i don't think that i can do that yeah i really don't and then formula is a little bit thicker right so Mm -hmm. it could fill so it lasts longer Mm -hmm. that's why you feed them um like you they go more hours without feeding because yeah. it's thicker because they they're filled more yeah yeah as to breast milk it's a lot thinner mm-hmm. and they want it more yeah. often and i'm pretty sure that's stressful mm-hmm. another stressor added on yeah and that's not healthy yeah so yeah at the end of the day do whatever you feel comfortable with and screw whatever everyone else yeah. thinks because it's your body it's what you're dealing with and it's your kid yeah so it's screw them <laughs> yeah literally um and not to discourage anybody from breastfeeding like if it works for you if you produce if you feel some type of special bond more power yeah, to you like it. that's so great for you that's like you know obviously that's good that's great but if you are able to and you're doing it and you see somebody who's formula feeding like don't don't judge, judge them. them yeah and then also it's like i how much more difficult would it have been for me to go back to work mm-hmm. and having to take breaks to friggin' to pump. pump yeah and then the like weird thing about like having to store it in the fridge obviously i would have to take like a lunch like a bag or something to put it in but then yeah. knowing that like my breast milk is in <laughs> is in the fridge at work and then me knowing how i am i'd probably forget it there and then you have to like you have to like mark and then there's certain amount of hours and there's just so much time sensitivity when it comes to storing breast milk that like that i feel like is another stressor Mm -hmm. and again not to discourage anybody from breastfeeding you do you but for me i just it seems like too much yeah (laughs) no it It is like a lot but I mean, you know, if it works out for you, then, you know, go yeah. for it. But do you think for future, like, are you going to try again or are you going to, um, or does it just depend? Well, for Leah, I did produce a good amount of milk. Mm. It was just that I was struggling so much for her to latch on. Mm. And I feel like I gave up too soon. Mm. So, yeah, I think for the next one, if we have another one. I would want to try breastfeeding mm-hmm. just to give it a try mm-hmm. and not give up so easily like I did with Leah mm-hmm. because I felt I literally felt like I tried it like five times and I was like okay that's it I'm yeah. not doing it anymore yeah. 
and I think it takes more than just five yeah. tries to do it. Yeah, you know. But I did try to pump, and I did try to store the milk, and you know, feed her my breast milk. But mm-hmm. then, again, it came to the the time sensitive thing mm-hmm. that if you don't feed her the the milk by a certain time it's not good anymore mm-hmm. and you have to store it in the refrigerator or store it in the freezer mm-hmm. and it's like and then you have to defrost it in a certain yes. way and yeah it was just like i don't know how to properly do this mm-hmm. and i was doing my research on how to do it but like everything that i was researching said a completely different yeah. thing from the other thing so it's mm-hmm. like how do I know that I'm not giving her spoiled milk? Yeah. How do I know that this milk is still good? How do I know that that I didn't mark this milk wrong? You yeah. know? Yeah. So it it, it was stressful mm-hmm. with the whole storing the milk thing. Yeah. And if I do want to do it for the next one, then I'm going to have to do a better research mm-hmm. than what I did. Yeah. And then that too, that was such a thing with like, and I felt so overwhelmed. Um, like with the whole like latching thing because for me i was in the hospital for like three days mm-hmm. and like one the lactation specialist came and she told me one way how to do it but then almost every nurse that came in told me something different oh. and then i know there was one nurse who who told me to do i think they call it the football hold oh yeah when you put it right here like under your armpit yeah and mm-hmm. and then she put her like that and then i honestly didn't know how to get her out of it i was like how do i maneuver this child into like i was like i'm new at this i don't know how to handle a baby like i don't know how to do this and so like every single nurse would tell me something different and one of them was like no you're doing it wrong you have to do like this and i'm like i'm doing it how the lactation specialist told me and like that was so overwhelming too Mm -hmm. was like i didn't know if i was doing it right because every single nurse was basically telling me something different Mm -hmm. and then i felt so like I felt so scared that she couldn't breathe sometimes too, because oh, yeah, of like, you have to, like stuff. Them yeah, under. you have to like, like basically squish her onto it, and then, like, it was so hard to like hold it, but also hold my boob, and then also like try to, like move it in a way where like I could see her nose and make sure that yeah. she was breathing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna suffocate my child with my boob, right? <laughs> I but know. yeah it's so hard it so is then, hard and then yeah i guess like again i didn't know obviously i didn't know anything about breastfeeding going into it so i didn't take any like i know they have like the, the nipple classes. balms and like the stuff that you could put on it so that they don't basically get your nipples don't get chapped uh-huh. and i didn't know that so i'm pretty sure that's why by the time i got home Mm-hmm. my breasts were like that like they were basically uh, chapped it's like uh, having really like chapped lips and yeah. they were like scabby and bleeding and and Ouch. i think that's why because i didn't know anything going into it so i didn't mm-hmm. take anything like mm-hmm. you know um but yeah like I yeah know. i know um also they would offer me like breastfeeding classes mm-hmm. while i was pregnant mm-hmm. and I should have taken advantage of that, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't have struggled so much. Mm-hmm. But then, because I was pregnant during, like, COVID time, yeah. everything was online. Mm-hmm. And I'm more like a hands-on visual learner. Mm-hmm. So for me to do it online, it wasn't going to help. Yeah. Like, I knew I wasn't going to learn anything yeah. from it. So, 
if you guys, you know, are expecting or, you know, you're going to want a kid in the future and you have that resource available, mm-hmm. I say take advantage of yeah. it if that's something you really want to do. Yeah. Because it can be helpful mm-hmm. and it might make breastfeeding a lot easier mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. So definitely take advantage of any classes that are offered, offered mm-hmm. um, through your hospital or whatever. Yeah. Because it can be very helpful. Yeah. I should have taken advantage of it, but I didn't. Yeah. And then, again, just remember that whether you breastfeed or you don't breastfeed, whether you try and you fail or you try and you decide you don't like it or you try and you succeed, good on you. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Either way, good job. Good job to you. You you got this. Yeah. Going with what feels comfortable to you, what feels, what right. feels more natural mm-hmm. to you, and just don't fall into other people's judgment. Yeah. Because whatever worked for them might not work for you, mm-hmm. and it might not work for your baby. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I thought it was so funny where Caesar's mom was like, she's like, yeah, I breastfed all of them. I breastfed Caesar till I was three. And then I asked my mom, she's like, no, no, you got breastfed. I didn't like it. <laughs> she's like are you gonna breastfeed and i was just like oh i don't know you know before i had her i was like i don't know you know obviously i'm gonna try but Mm -hmm. i you know and she's like oh she's like i didn't like it you guys none of you guys got breastfed i was like okay i was like cool cool like nice to know she's like and you guys are all good she's like you're alive you're healthy (laughs) it doesn't matter i was like okay ma (laughs) yeah it just depends yeah whatever one's comfortable with yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I guess that answers, like, outside advice, outside help, mm-hmm. how we feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think any advice you get is good. Mm-hmm. But don't feel pressured to do every single thing that's being told to mm-hmm. you. Um, because, again, like I said what might have worked for someone else might not work for you Mm -hmm. um and i think just try it and see what works best for you yeah because like i know my mom she would advise me to do certain things and i would try them you know Mm -hmm. i would give it a try but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day it didn't work for me Mm -hmm. and i would stop doing it and i would find another way that would work for me yeah and of course, I would get criticism by, by her for it, but I would, the way I told her, it's like, I'm here with my baby 24-7 mm-hmm. by myself, and I have to find a way that works the best for me and yeah. my baby. Yeah. Because you're not here with me all day, mm-hmm. and I'm not getting help when everyone else is at work. Yeah. So, obviously, I'm just going to do what works best for me Mm -hmm. especially when they're so little yeah um i think that's when i felt the loneliest Mm -hmm. because yeah that's nice you know they come and they help but they come when they're off work yeah and so then in the morning throughout the afternoon you're alone and you have to figure it out on your own and it's like fuck like who do i go to for help if Mm -hmm. everyone's at work yeah um but yeah that's what i mean like Just do whatever works for you because no one's going to be there all day with you. Yeah. Like you are with your baby. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's the advice I give on 
taking advice from someone else. Yeah, and then it yeah, it's just what you feel is right for you and your kid. Like I know I got judged a lot because I carried Ollie so much mm-hmm. and like I would oh, she's going to you know, se va acostumbrar a los brazos, she's going to get used oh, to being carried. You're not going to be able to put her down. She's not going to be able to sleep by herself. You know, you have to you have to let them cry it out because mm-hmm. it supposedly develops their lungs and this, this, and that. And I was just like, yes, I that's... I that for my mom, too. I was like, no, nope. If my child wants to be held, my child is going to be held. Yeah. Because it is scientifically proven that the cry it out method negatively affects your kid. Mm-hmm. It's... I've done research on it. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've done, I did a lot of research from it because I was getting a lot of shit from a lot of people about the crying it out. And it is scientific, scientifically proven that it negatively affects your kid and their emotions. Mm-hmm. And just because after a few nights your kid stops crying doesn't mean that your kid is not stressed. Doesn't mean by you, again, do whatever you want. But for me, letting your kid cry it out is not them self-soothing. It's them realizing that they that you, you. you are not coming to provide the comfort that they need. Mm-hmm. It is them learning to suppress their emotions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is psychologically and scientifically proven that letting your kids cry it out in their crib is them learning to suppress their emotions them their stress levels are exactly the same they're just not screaming Mm -hmm. so your kids are not finding comfort they're just learning that them calling out for you them crying is them calling out for you you are not coming the person that is supposed to provide them comfort is not coming and so they're not crying anymore but they are still as stressed out because they want comfort so for me and then i literally never had an issue with putting her down Mm -hmm. i carried her a lot and i never had an issue putting her down Mm -hmm. she's till this day she like she doesn't care to be carried Mm -hmm. sometimes she'll get like in a mood where she wants to be carried and i'll pick her up but then after a couple minutes i'll put her down and she's totally fine sometimes she just wants a hug and then for me i'm like i just keep thinking like she's gonna get to a point where she's too big and she doesn't want me to hold her yeah so i'm gonna hold and then when they're so tiny like how can you how can you not want to hold them like they're tiny and they smell so good and like you just want to hold them and i held my kid a lot but when i would put her down she would be fine she'd fall asleep in my arms and i'd put her down and she'd stay asleep Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that some kids don't get used to it and some kids have a harder time it happens i don't know Uh, for me i'm gonna always pick up my kid when she cries yeah that was something that i got from my mom too was not to carry her too much and she's not gonna want to lay down Mm -hmm. and i always thought of what you had told me it's that no you're gonna carry your baby whenever you want to Mm -hmm. you know that's you letting them know that you're there for them mm-hmm. and you're comforting them mm-hmm. and that they can rely on you whenever mm-hmm. they need you. Because they were in you yeah. for so long and now they're out in a world where things are louder and they're different mm-hmm. and they're not 
and they like your smell and they like your comfort Mm -hmm. so it's like to deny them that sounds mean to me i don't know (laughs) yeah i mean again it goes back to like beliefs of older Mm -hmm. generations Mm -hmm. and you know times have changed yeah and i think for them they had to put their kids down Mm -hmm. so i i understand it because i feel like for them they had to because i feel like when they had multiple kids and Mm -hmm. they were trying to do everything by themselves and they were Mm -hmm. trying to clean and cook and take care of all these other kids so it's not a surprise that they had to put their kids down and they couldn't always pick up their kids and maybe because they let them cry it out and their kid eventually stopped crying to them they thought okay this is what works yeah but because now again medicine and psychology and all of that has advanced so much and there's studies that have been done now we know why Mm -hmm. and there's reasons to why Mm -hmm. you know but yeah just do whatever is best for you yeah you know whatever Mm -hmm. you feel more comfortable with yeah and yeah just don't don't fall into other people's judgments yeah just and if people are telling you different things do your own research and figure out what you are most comfortable with and Mm -hmm. i mean i'm not saying that like if you let your kid cry you're a bad parent because i understand sometimes you just gotta go pee or sometimes you're in the middle of doing something and like you have to let your kid cry for a second Mm -hmm. you know and and that doesn't make you a bad parent you Mm -hmm. know i'm not saying anybody's a bad parent because you're doing a good job regardless of what it is that you are and aren't doing yeah but yeah like if you're struggling or if like you don't know the you know what works just do your own research and kind of figure it out from there yeah that's what i did i was like i'm getting so many contradicting things and i'm feeling this need to pick up my child and then i did so much research on it and i was like okay i'm gonna pick up my kid yeah yeah that's the same thing i did when um she would cry Mm -hmm. and my mom would tell me like no let her cry it out she needs to cry Mm -hmm. it's gonna develop her lungs and Mm -hmm. all this other stuff and my dad said the same thing Mm -hmm. and i'm like but i don't i don't feel comfortable letting Mm -hmm. her cry like Mm -hmm. i have this urge to just pick Mm -hmm. her up and comfort her and Mm -hmm. that's what i'm gonna do Mm -hmm. um and my mom would just be like guy you need to let her cry it out you need to let her cry it out this isn't that and i'm like no like i don't like her hearing her cry doesn't make me feel comfortable and Mm -hmm. just ignoring it like Mm -hmm. i just can't do that yeah i have to have to pick her up yeah and that's what i would do regardless of the eye rolls that i would get from my mom or (laughs) like the criticism that i would get from my mom yeah and she turned out fine yeah like she's a good healthy baby like yeah she's not una berrinchuda Mm -hmm. you know like she's happy she's a good baby yeah and nothing changed (laughs) by (laughs) me not picking her up (laughs) except she got the cuddles she wanted yes (laughs) and per usual to end the episode we're gonna do our oopsie of the week someone shared theirs (gasps) on our instagram story yeah Yeah. oh well you yeah i heard but you need to tell it because i obviously don't know what it is (laughs) Okay, we could share our listener oopsie first. So my cousin, um, I'm not going to share her name because (laughs) I don't know if she wants her name to be out there. Um, She told me that, so she posted on her story that her husband sent her, her boyfriend sent her a picture of his shoes Uh and they were two mismatched shoes, Mm -hmm. like 
they they were the same color, but it, they were different. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess he went out on a trip for work, mm -hmm. and she I guess she was like half asleep or something when she packed him his bag, and she told him, "Well, at least I didn't give you two left two left shoes because mm -hmm. she packed him." Two different shoes, but... Oh, she packed them. Yeah, she packed them. <laughs> she packed him two different shoes. Uh -huh. I think one was, like, an actual work shoe, and then the <laughs> other one was, like, an Adidas shoe. Oh, no! <laughs> uh -huh. um, yeah, she was telling me that. She told him, well, you can go to the store and buy, you know, a matching pair. Uh -huh. But he didn't want to, so he just kept wearing the, the two oh, mismatched no. shoes. <laughs> for how many days? Do you know? I think she said he was going to be out there for like three days. Oh, no. <laughs> you could have just said it's a fashion statement. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, thank you for sharing your oopsie of the week. Which, by the way, she was the only one that shared it. No one else wanted to share the oopsie. Guys, you have to interact with us. Um, okay, so mine. Uh, okay, so we went to Disneyland, right? Mm -hmm. And we were leaving. And we were already, we were so tired. We were, like, done. We were, like, my feet were literally hurting so bad I could barely walk. And one, we went to the wrong parking structure. So we had to, we were literally like, okay, we're almost there. And then I was just like, but this doesn't make sense because we were parked at, I think it was like 8G or something like, or 8H. And I was just like, but this is 6H and our car's not here. And I was mm -hmm. like, I think we're in the wrong building. Yeah. So we had to walk all the way back and... Uh, we finally made it to the right one and we were almost to the car right and Caesar's like did you lose your phone and I'm like no I was like why and then he's like I just got a message he got a text message from my phone mm -hmm. saying hey I found this phone I'm gonna take it to the lost and found at Disney uh -huh. and I was just like there's no freaking way and I look in the diaper bag and my phone isn't there <gasps> but how were they able to send him a text I don't know that's why I was just like so I had my phone and um we had bought Ali a little like the autograph book and I had some things and I had it in the 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 shade thing on the stroller mm -hmm. but it was pushed back so it was in the crack mm -hmm. of everything right and before we got on the tram obviously you have to fold a stroller yeah. and i i swear i saw my phone and i put everything in the diaper bag and then obviously caesar folded up the thing and we got on the tram and then we were almost to the car and then i guess i guess i didn't take it out of there and mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure that when we got in the tram and he folded the the stroller it must have fell out it was on the tram oh. and um yeah, so we're like almost to the car, and he gets the, the text, and I'm like, I fucking lost my phone. <laughs> so to whoever on on December eighteenth, it was a Tuesday. If you found a phone with a like lilac um phone case that had a picture of a little girl eating a pizza, <laughs> thank you <laughs> for returning it to the lost and found. So I and <laughs> the thing is. It's like I was so freaking tired that I was almost like it's not worth it to go back. 
you weren't gonna go back because Caesar's your like Caesar's like can you go I was like uh, I was like no I was like I I can't I'm so tired I can barely walk mm-hmm. like I, no <laughs> <laughs> so oh Caesar my, my poor Caesar he had to walk oh. all the way over there where's the lost and found though um and that's the thing is that at first he asked the per the 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 tram person like where it was mm-hmm. and they had told him it was inside Disneyland <gasps> and that's what i had thought like when he left i was like changing Ollie's diaper and then i saw that i had the tickets and i was like fuck what if he needs the tickets to get inside Disneyland mm-hmm. but luckily it wasn't it was like kind of like it was outside the gates but like kind of off to the side oh, okay. and then he like went and he's like <laughs> it's funny cuz he's like oh like um i think my 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 uh wife lost her phone Mm -hmm. and then he they were like um oh like what's the screensaver he's like oh it should be a picture of my daughter eating a pizza Mm -hmm. and that the lady goes oh yeah i know which one (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i was just like oh my god but i and it wasn't i mean good thing it was like on the tram Mm -hmm. and like when we were leaving and then i was just like the park yeah and then i was like what if we wouldn't have gone to the wrong like parking lot and wouldn't have had to walk all the way back Mm -hmm. and then walk to the next one what if we would have been in the car like leaving like he would have had to repark or i don't know Mm -hmm. and but yeah so my oopsie was that i almost lost Lost your phone phone. i was like that could have been i would have probably had to pay like a couple hundred dollars to get it replaced oh no that (laughs) that would suck yeah and then you had just spent so much because you guys went to yeah to san diego and mm-hmm. then disneyland yeah it would have been bad so if you found my phone that Di- i'm pretty sure it was a disney worker i'm yeah. pretty sure they probably go through all the trams like once people get off mm-hmm. to make sure um but yeah thank you for returning my phone because <laughs> had it been anybody else they probably just would have stole it yeah they would have taken it and then the fact that she was that they were able to get into my phone like, yeah, I that's don't know. What I'm wondering, like, how... I don't know if maybe I didn't... Um, Lock it? I didn't, like, click. Because I had it... S- because when we're here, I usually have it set to not lock unless mm-hmm. I lock it. Because, like, I don't like having to keep opening my yeah. phone. Like, I have been this entire time. Um, So, I don't know if maybe I had opened it and then didn't put it, it there and didn't lock it. Yeah. But she texted him from my... Your my phone. Uh, my phone. Dang. I was just like, oh my god, that would have been so bad. And Caesar was like so pissed. Well, no, he was just like, I can't believe you lost your phone. <laughs> I was like, me neither. <laughs> I was like, that's something to talk about on the podcast. But um, yeah, so. Dang. <laughs> I guess my oopsie was um, at work. The we rotate um, what we do. So like for example, um, one person is in charge of counting the milk and providing it for each window that serves lunch mm-hmm. and then on a refrigerator for the the fast line and it was my turn to do the fruit but I didn't know it was my turn to do it mm-hmm. because I had done it the previous week and we're supposed to rotate mm-hmm. and um, I did all four windows and I did the one for the hotline but I completely forgot to do that little extra pan for the person that's at the hotline uh-huh. for the computer because sometimes the kids 
they don't take it, but they have to take at least a fruit or a oh, juice. Uh-huh. So it could count as the whole meal. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to put hers out. And then later, um, and the once lunch was over, she told me, oh, I had to put in raisins and apple crisp because you didn't put mine, my mm. bin out. I was like, oh, my God. I was so embarrassed. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. Oh, shit, I fucked up. <laughs> and she's like, no, it's okay. I understand. Because we're very short on staff. Oh. So I have to get the fruit done first so I can go help them with mm-hmm. other things. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I understand. I'm pretty sure you were just in your thoughts trying to get this done so you could help the other girls. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, it must have been that, but <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. Oh, no. But she did seem a little pissed. I was yeah. like, oh, shit. Like, passive-aggressively saying, like, yeah. no, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. It's fine that you fucked up. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you just messed but up my, my line, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, fuck. And I felt so shitty that oh, whole day. Oh, no. But yeah, that was my oopsie of the week. I think I'm going to make a form for like people to share their oopsie. Because I know maybe some people don't want to, don't want us to know who did oh, that oopsie. Oh, yeah. So it could be anonymous. Uh-huh. I'm going to add that option for them to share an oopsie. Okay, cool. Yeah, you guys share your oopsies of the week and we'll share them. Yeah. That way, if we don't have one, we can just share yours. <laughs> It'll help us out. Like, it was content. Yeah, because sometimes we don't have an oopsie. Yeah. Sometimes we're just too perfect. We're, you know, we're just naturally perfect human beings, and I'm nothing ever goes wrong. We don't ever almost lose our phones <laughs> and have no idea. Or we don't pack the wrong shoes. <laughs> or um, let our, eat, our children eat their books. <laughs> Or their toys. Or their boogers. <laughs> um, we're not perfect. No, we're not. Oh my And gosh. no judgment when no, you guys never. share your it's no your oopsie. If you guys share an oopsie. Yeah. Just whatever you guys have done wrong, I'm pretty sure we've done the same or worse. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> we you guys have listened to almost twenty epi- almost we have almost twenty Mm-hmm. Oopsies! I know there's some that don't have them, but yeah, we're just gonna keep on going. Yeah, we're bound to make more mistakes as we go forward. Mm-hmm. But that is the end of this episode. Oh wait, before we end, um, by the time this episode comes out, it's already Halloween. Yes. So if you guys want to share your costumes, <gasps> yeah. Um, go ahead and tag us. We're curious to know what you guys dressed and your family as. dressed up as. Yeah. We'll be sharing ours mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, we hope you guys had a, a good Halloween. Be safe. We hope you guys were safe because by the time this one comes out, yeah, Halloween already passed. Yeah, so we hope you had a good spooky Halloween. We hope you guys are safe. We hope you guys... Make your kids trick or treat and then eat all their candy. That's all. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm gonna send, obviously, I'm gonna send Ollie, but me and Caesar can eat everything. Oh yeah. I'll give her maybe one piece of chocolate or something. Yeah. But. But yeah. Thank you guys for listening, and don't forget to keep in touch with us. And we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye.